Hi friends, and welcome back to our podcast, Healing the Broken Marriage. We are your hosts. I'm Alicia. And I'm Brian. And we just want to welcome you guys to our podcast. We hope that you have been having an amazing week with those that you love. And we hope that you are loving this podcast. And if you are, I want to encourage you to share this with someone you know. Share this with um, someone who may be having some struggles in their relationships or their marriages. Or maybe it's someone who is looking to get married. This could be a very helpful resource to them. So we just want to encourage you guys to do that. Just share this podcast. Rate this podcast. It helps get the word out to more people. So, and also we wanted to remind you guys, go check out our website, makingbeautywiththeashes.com. Lots of fun stuff there. My book is there, Making Beauty with the Ashes, How God Saved My Marriage. So going into today's episode really is kind of coming out of some scenarios that we have had playing around um, just kind of in our community and in different people that we know. And so I thought it might be a good episode to do a Q&A with Brian. So I just kind of sprung this on him <laughs> a couple minutes before we started recording. So Brian, what do you think about doing a Q&A with me? That sounds great. <laughs> no, that's good. Well, we really, I thought it would be super, super helpful because a lot of people ask a lot of questions as far as like different things in our past and different things that you walk through. And so I think that this would be very helpful for somebody who is in that place right now. So the first question, I'm going to start out a little bit light, but I really want people to get an idea of who you are. And so Brian, can you just tell us a little bit about what your childhood was like growing up? Well, I was raised in the country on a farm. It was a small farm. We actually, we didn't really do crops or anything. We had a guy that leased the property and put crops out, but he did hay and he did corn. And uh, my grandparents, they had a few hogs and a few cows but um, chickens, of course, goats, you know, everybody has those when they have a small farm. But I was raised right beside my grandparents on my great grandpa's place. And I think he bought it in like 1892, maybe. It was like 1890 something. So, yeah, I was raised right beside my grandparents where my great grandpa had, I believe, originally built some of the house, the old farmhouse. But I had a good childhood. I mean, my mom and dad were good parents. Um, dad was a truck driver, so he wasn't around much. My uncle kind of, I don't want to say he stepped in, but he was kind of like my second dad, like when dad wasn't around. Because he lived with my grandparents on the farm. He wasn't married. And I remember he'd always come up and get me in the mornings because he knew I liked the John Deere tractors. So that was my like summer when I was a little kid. I mean like little, probably four or five years old. It's just riding around doing stuff with him on the tractors. But, um, you know, my mom was a great mom, great cook, 
never like went hungry when I was a kid. Just always, we always, we usually ate at my grandma's house from the best I remember uh, while she was living. Just everybody kind of went down there and ate at the old farmhouse, which it just, it seemed like it was always either fried chicken, fried pork chops. And we always seemed like we had macaroni, bacon, fried potatoes, which I was fine with eating that every day. Probably still would be. But I had a really good, I mean, really good childhood. I just love being outside on the farm doing whatever. I mean, it just seemed like I could do it day after day and not get tired of it. And kind of way I am today with our farm. I could, I would rather just quit building, just raise cattle if I could make enough money full time. But, uh, but yeah, I had a really good, really good childhood growing up. So looking back over your childhood, you have a lot of good memories. There's not a lot of like bad ones that come to mind. It's pretty positive when you think back. So kind of um, moving forward from that, from your childhood. So how, how do you think your childhood affected you now as an adult? Like what you grew up, what you saw, what you were taught, um, what you learned, your church experiences, or whatever. Like as a kid, how would you say your upbringing affected you as an adult? Well, I know our pastor's listening, so I have to say first and foremost the biggest thing that affected me when I was a child and still does to this day is fried chicken. <laughs> I liked it then and liked it now, but, uh, all our pastor will understand that. But, uh, no, um, I think, you know, just going through, you know, in the Bible it says, raise your child up and they will not, you know, in the ways of the Lord and they, they won't stray or, you know, they eventually come it'll come back around where you know and it does mm -hmm. i remember going up just you know we were i don't know if you'd say just a maybe well i wouldn't even say that it just it was the denomination we grew up in you know we didn't have um a tv for years and you know we were my Why mom didn't you have a tv why didn't we have a tv yeah <laughs> well probably because was it the devil the devil no. <laughs> um tv might be from the devil but um i mean to hit on that a little bit we didn't have a tv um because it was you know nobody in our denomination had tvs mo most of them that i knew of you know of course we came from don actually not denomination where the women wore long dresses and grew their hair long and we eventually kind of went from that to like a more a little more lenient uh, denomination. I mean, we still had kind of the same beliefs, uh, believing, you know, obviously believed in God, the one and true God. But, um, I remember my mom cut her hair and dad grew hair on his beard. So, I mean, that he was grew hair on his beard. Well, he grew a beard <laughs> and mom cut her hair. So she, she lost some hair. Dad gained some. <laughs> I think they got like a lot of flack from that. Wow. Um, you know, it's just looking back now, it's just religion. Now, as far as the TV, looking back, you know, when, when I, when we finally got a TV, I was probably, I don't know, 
I want to say maybe 10 or so, 11. Um, but, you know, it's like we watched Anna Green Gables or Westerns. We only had like three, four channels, so it wasn't much to watch. But, um, and I thought it was silly then not to have a TV. But now as an adult, having kids, it's like we're very careful with because just 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 like it's you turn on a TV and look something up, it just it turns into a rabbit trail. You gotta be so careful. And um, I mean, even still to this day, we we're very cautious what comes through our TV into our house because we truly believe that it can release spirits into your house. Not only that, it can fill your mind with things that are not good at all. So, you know, back then it was kind of, we thought it was kind of silly. Oh, we can't have a TV or a got TV. And now we're like the parents and we're like, there's times when we've just said, we're going to throw the TV out. But, uh, you know, it's just, and then, you know, just the fundamentals of, of life and uh, the way I was raised and raised in church and stuff, you know, I definitely obviously got away from that, but when you get your own family and children, it does. It's 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 true if you raise your children up in the ways of the Lord, you know, that they'll they won't stray. They might stray for a while, but they won't depart. Right. They won't depart. Um and you know, it's like we're we're a we're both me and you both are an example of that. Yeah. So what I hear you saying is you had a pretty decent childhood, you know, like you're saying some of your um, roots were kind of a religious root and you saw a lot of, you know, just a lot of religion, which equals rules and restrictions and stuff like that. And so growing up as an adult, would you say that, how was that? Cause like when you met me, I went to Pente- Pentecostal church where everybody wore their hair down. You know, if you wore a bun, it, it was usually nobody wore a bun. <laughs> right. So in your mind growing up a certain way and, you know, seeing God in this way where he's rules and regulations and then cut crossing over into the other side of things where it was like people are dancing and falling out and just you know it can look a little crazy talking in tongues talking (laughs) talking in tongues so what did that what what did that do in your head when you were like okay this is how it was this is what i grew up with and then you meet this girl who goes to this crazy church how did that work itself out in your brain well it took a while because i was a little scared the first time i went you know and um you know i've told this story a hundred times but most people haven't heard it that listens the ones our closest friends (laughs) we just told it this past weekend eating out with some friends but i remember growing up like you know the church you went to we had to pass on our way home and it's like we just, you know, as kids, we just, we, we would overhear people talking at our church about this church or that church. And, um, that church that you attended was one of them. So, you know, just they speak in different languages. They, you know, just do weird stuff. And, um, so when you called me and was talking to me and then, you know, I mean, I was in a point of life then where I was in high school and, you know, I went to church. 
I believe every Sunday, even still then, every Sunday morning, I went with my parents. And a lot of people I went with that attended that same church, we were all teenagers and some older young adults. And we, uh, we, we would party on the weekends, party on Saturday, and go to church with our parents on Sunday. And uh, so, I mean, I was, you know, even in high school, I hung out with some guys that we just, we did. That was our thing, drinking every weekend. So whenever you asked me to go to church, it was no big deal because I, you know, attended church. Right. It was nothing new until you told me where it was at. And then I was just <laughs> like, oh, grief. It's that church. It's that one that I got to go to. So like I said, the first, first, I think, time I went, you know, everybody spoke English and understood everybody. And then on Sunday rolled around and I remember uh, a lady got slain in the spirit and fell out and I had no idea what was going on. I mean, here I was like, I guess I was probably 18 then and had no idea. Was just like dumbfounded, like what just happened up there? And then when I seen somebody, the, uh, the cloth, what do they call it? Modesty. Modesty cloth. <laughs> And laid over. Of course, I couldn't see what they did. I couldn't see that they put it, you know, below her waist or whatever. I just thought they covered her up. So I thought she died. <laughs> and I was like, well, nobody, you know, nobody's worried about her. They just covered her up. So then it wasn't a few minutes later. She stood up and walked back to her seat. And I thought, good grief, a miracle just happened in front of me. <laughs> I thought she was raised from the dead. So that was a big thing because I think I had to ask you what went on. And then I had no idea what you were talking about. Like none at all. It took several, several times going and actually experiencing that myself, like the power of God hitting you mm -hmm. to realize what it, <laughs> what it was. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, you've told that story, but I love it every time you tell it. It makes me laugh. So, okay. So my next question is going to go a little deeper, but I wanted to kind of build some framework around um, Brian as a person, like how you grew up, you know, some of your experiences as an adult. Like you said, you kind of, as a teenager, you, you dabbled in some things you probably shouldn't have. And then you still went to church on Sunday, probably with a lump in your throat. I think you've said before <laughs> on Sunday, you have a lump in your throat because you had been drunk the Saturday before. But so, so we'll just kind of fast forward a little bit. You know, we get married um, you know, I'm going to nursing school, I'm, you know, day shift and then you're, um, you're working second shift. And so we're kind of like, we're not seeing each other almost at all. We just kind of like meet <laughs> at like 12 o'clock at night, you know, I'm in bed already, you jump in and then I'm gone in the morning to go back to nursing school. So this is one question that you've been asked many times, even like on, we've been on multiple uh, TV shows and they ask you this question. And so I wanted to ask you this again, just so that the listener can kind of hear um, for themselves, like when somebody is in this place, what, what's going on inside the brain? So, you know, we've had a lot of, marriage issues building up to this but so what do you feel like led to you straying in our marriage i know that's a pretty loaded one and it may not just be like 
one thing that led you to stray. But what would you say for somebody who is like, what makes someone do that? Like they can't wrap their brain around it. And I know for you, even now looking back, you're like, I can't believe I did that. (laughs) You know, it's like you're looking back at, at a third person. You know, you're looking back like it's not even you. So kind of looking back at that person, what made them do that? Like you can even remove yourself out of this and just look back and be like, okay, what made him do that then? What, what led you to stray from our marriage? Um, well, I've been asked this question. I've always said, I don't really know, but I think I, I mean, I, I believe a hundred percent. It was just, you know, I didn't, I didn't stay close to God. Um, I didn't, you know, we just kind of, it got in a way and was just going to church because your dad was a pastor. So that was our obligation. But I didn't stay close to God. Um, Cause it's, it's hard to explain this. It's like, I've, you know, I've just recently talked to a guy, you know, that's been into some ministry and I talked to one before that that's been into some ministry and, uh, you know, it's, it's nobody's, nobody's exempt from it. I mean, a pastor, there's been pastors, you know, that, that have fell and it's, it's, it just comes down to basically just keeping God first. And if you have a void that needs to be filled, allowing him to fill it and not allowing the world to infiltrate that area. And I guess, you know, just offer you something that's destructive. It really is. You know, and like I said, you know, I've, I've talked to many different men that's been in different roles and ministry roles and, I mean, we know other ones or pastor knows them, know some different ones. And it's just nobody's, nobody's off limits to the enemy and his tactics. And, uh, you know, it's just, it is, I think it's, it's just, there, there's a void there that needs to be filled. And just, we have to allow God to fill that, that empty space, whatever it might be to uh, keep anything else from coming in. You know, it's just like you pour a glass full of water and you try to put something else in it well it's it's already full so it won't take on anything else um and that's that's the way we have to let god be just fluid in our life where anything that's any area that needs filled that he's going to fill it and it's not going to allow something else to come in there and fill that right i know that you know a lot of times on our christian walk we have what's called like ebbs and flow seasons where you are close to God and then you drift back. And then we all go through these type of seasons in our life. And it's not because God distances himself from us. It's usually because we distance ourselves. And so, so if somebody's hearing what you're saying and they're thinking, Oh my gosh, I'm in like an ebb season right now. Am I at risk for adultery? You know? So what I'm saying is, is it, is that the only factor is low proximity to God that would cause somebody to fall into that? I mean, there's a, there's a lot of other things, you know, it's just, um, there's what, there's just a slew of things, 
Um, it could, it could be technologies. One, your phone, um, TV, like we said, watch where your eyes are going on TV, watch what comes on TV in front of you and what goes into your, through your eyes, into your brain, into your soul. Um, your phone, you know, it's just so easy just to hide stuff anymore with technology. You know, you don't have to, if men want to look at pornography or whatever, they don't have to go to the room back in the back of the movie store anymore and feel embarrassed as they go up to check out. They just pull it up on their phone wherever they're at and hiding. And, you know, I can't say enough about that. Just to stay away from that stuff because it's going to, it's just going to, it's going to get you in the end. It will. I mean, we've, I've talked to men as like, well, you know, I, I got into this and then I got into that. And that's what I said earlier. It's just a rabbit trail, you know, and um, the deeper you get and the further you go down that trail, the worse it's going to get and the harder it's going to get get out of. And the more things are just going to snowball. And then the snowball is going to hit something in the end and just burst. And it's like when it burst, Everything's going to come out and then you're left to deal with the consequences of everything the enemy tried to offer you. Yeah, that's a good example. And, you know, just like kind of going off of that, I know that um, I think it's a very, very wise thing as a man and a woman, because women are cheaters too, (laughs) to put boundaries to put boundaries up for yourself you know um like for instance you're like i will not private message you know men or i will not do this you know being being a person in a relationship putting boundaries up to yourself that keeps you accountable to your spouse but um so i was thinking we kind of heard a little bit about you know, why, what led you into this? And I think there were some other factors too, like you had opened doors here or opened doors there that kind of like led you into areas that you probably shouldn't have been in. But what was the tipping point for you or the turning point where all of your actions, kind of like that snowball you were talking about, where everything was just mounting and mounting and mounting and you would change, but you would go, you would regress and then you would change and then you would regress. It's kind of like, um, you couldn't maintain the change. You know what I'm talking about? Because it was years and years of just repetitive behaviors over and over. So what was the tipping point, you know, for somebody who's listening and they're like, where did the change come? Like, what was it that actually was like you're referring to the snowball that finally just erupted or whatever, or you were like at that point where you were super serious to make a change and it stuck. What was that turning point for you? Well, I think it was the multiple things like the suicide attempt, the failed suicide attempt, um, and then, you know, I was having dreams like where God was talking to me in my dreams and my daughter was screaming in hell to save her. And, you know, I realized then that, you know, I had to change. It wasn't about me anymore. 
I had to quit being selfish. It wasn't about me anymore. It was about my family and my kids. Yeah. So it's kind of like God was on a mission to turn you around. And so what I think is really amazing about that was he basically did for you what you couldn't do for yourself. And so how you kept trying to change and then you would kind of go back into it again or trying to change, but you fall back into it again. It was like he was setting you up on a course without you knowing it to finally turn that ship completely around. And that way, and it even, he was even closing the pathway so that you couldn't go back down that same path again. I mean, he literally was closing you in so that when you turned the option to go back was no longer there anymore. So I wanted to ask you one more question because I think this is super important for people to hear looking back. Okay. So now you are here. You are, you know, you're, years and years and years from that lifestyle you turned <laughs> you turned the ship around you've you know you've just changed so looking back what would you say that you have learned in this season oh stay close to god first and foremost yeah um, you know just and that's, and that's not just going to church. It's like having a, a daily relationship with him and, you know, just staying in prayer and, um, you know, just, just allowing him to be a hundred percent in your life and putting all that other stuff aside, you know, just, I mean, it's like, it, and like I said, a pastor can be tempted. Anybody can be tempted. It's just not, you know, just keeping him first. And, you know, as I've said before, it's like, Sometimes I used to think the fear of God was like he would strike you dead if you did something wrong. But, you know, it's become more of a fear of, of hurting God, you know, and just um, not wanting to hurt him. You know, just trying to honor him and not not do things in his eyes that would that would hurt him to see you do. Right. That's good. So it's like you've instead of like fearing being afraid of God you turn to, I don't want to hurt his heart by the things that I do. Right. So that's really good. And I hope that that has been super helpful for anybody who's listening, who maybe you're in the midst of, of adultery, or maybe you're at the beginning, or maybe you're at the end. That's somewhere in this conversation. There's been something that's helpful for you in turning your path around. So we just want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please like, share, rate, review, check out our website, makingbeautyfromtheashes.com. Until next time, we bless, bless you. you.